Well, you called them Klopp's kids. In extra time, it's been Klopp's kids against the blue billion-pound bottle jobs. Evening, Tate. Evening, Jack. You all right? Yes. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Nice weekend? Yeah, it was all good. A bit of work Saturday, nothing. Didn't go out. Kept, kept it quiet, so... You went to Arsenal, didn't you? Yeah, went to Arsenal on Saturday night. Very good. I love like going to the football. It's <laughs> my favourite thing in the world to do. Especially when you win like that. It's yeah, you, you bad them, didn't you? Yeah, but a nice few beers. Oh, it's brilliant. Few you battled the trains or the, the lack of trains? The... We've got the buses. Which wasn't actually too bad in the end. Mm. Took a long while. Like, I'd yeah, say but a journey home was grim, wasn't it? Journey home probably took two and a half hours. Oh. From kickoff, from kick oh, from um, full yeah. time whistle. I think full time whistle was like quarter to quarter to ten. And we got home half midnight. Something like Did that. you stay in town or you just went straight? No, no, no. We we got oh, a, you, we got, we got a tinny nappy. and then went to Mrs. Cord. Got so yeah. I got some chicken and some. Well, I actually got it was chicken and chips. So I said, can I change chips something? They said, oh, you can have potatoes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Really? The nicest potato I think I've ever had. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Perfect but way no, to end the night. Very, very good. Nice. Um, as you can tell from the podcast title, thank you, Gary Neville, for that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we will run through the Liverpool-Chelsea-Cabra Cup final, a little bit on Man United versus Fulham, maybe touch on the Saturday I went to Arsenal and then our usual end with the Team of the Week prediction, winner and losers. But as always, start the teaser, Jack. Mm-hmm. And the Champions League round of 16 fixtures, first leg fixtures, were completed last week. But who is the youngest player ever to score a Champions League hat-trick? Okay. And I gave this to Griff on the bus on the way up there. Did he? Just and didn't he, get it. he got it first time. Oh. <laughs> Which I was like, what? I've got no well, idea, so we'll find out later on. Right. Let's start at Wembley. Mm. And both of us, obviously... A little bit nervous going into this mm. one. We didn't want the mighty Chelsea picking up the picking yeah. up the first. Um, well, they say the first major trophy of the season. I think people forget that Arsenal won the charity <laughs> shield in August. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't. We won't count that either. But uh, for me, it was no good result really in this in this final. But for me, it was definitely a better out the best outcome possible. Mm. And um, obviously Virgil van Dijk headed deep into extra time, gave an understrength for Liverpool. Mm. Uh, the win in in the final, and it was actually a bit of a remarkable game, really. It was mm. quite an interesting. Yeah, I thought it was quite game good for, for the neutral. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we said, I mean said before, but and everyone sort of agrees that finals are generally pretty boring. And even though it was nil, it was actually quite a good game when both teams were. There was loads of chances, and until extra time, no one was really sitting back, or there was no. Yeah, sort of playing it safe. It was all just going for it, and yeah, it was actually quite exciting, nil nil. Um, and yeah, it was a uh, when a team teams got announced, and you sent me the sides. I was like, oh, just the, Liver- the depleted Liverpool side: No Salah, Nunes, Jota, Jones, Trent, Matip, Allison, Sabozlai. You think, oh my god, which is quite interesting actually, because normally that when teams have a lot of these players out, they normally like patch them up and mm. try and put them in. Mm. I think where it was just. I don't I'm not taking away from anything from the competition where it's just the Carabao mm. Cup. They probably didn't risk because they they brought Salah back too quickly in the Premier League. Mm. 
when um, yeah. Joshua got injured and that's why he didn't play today. So mm. they think they've been rushing these players back and they thought... Yeah, it's true. And, I mean, Tottenham done it with Kane. He probably was never yeah. nowhere near fit enough to play in the final. It's, obviously, it's a different competition. But yeah, like you said, maybe Klopp and Liverpool just thought, no, let's... There's bigger fish yeah, to fry exactly, this season. Yeah, that's what saying comes around. And yeah, they've got the league and whatever else coming ahead. So yeah, and they... And they really did. They sort of played the same way as well. They didn't just go like, right, we're going to fight at the back and we'll just defend. And we just, they stuck to what they they believe in. I don't know when they, the maybe I jumped the gun, but the the argument of the money and all that. They they got eighty million pounds centre back. They got Luis Diaz that's still playing. They still got expensive and experienced players mm. on the pitch. But yeah, I mean that Liverpool side was is nowhere near what what they would could have. That listen, that the players I just said, but. Yeah, when that came out and Chelsea would have been the same in the dressing mm. room, they'd look to the side and gone, we've got a real chance. It's probably the best day to play Liverpool. Well, on the thing, it was the 31st of January, uh, Liverpool won 4-1 against uh, against Chelsea. Mm. But there were six changes to that team, mm. the Liverpool team. Obviously, starting in goal. The biggest compliment I can give that Kelleher is that it didn't. Did we no, no. we don't realise that Alisson wasn't playing. That and save he made up, uh, from Palmer in the was first. Was outs- yeah, outstanding. Ridiculous, ridiculous save. I mean, Chelsea had a few chances mm. and... Sterling's obviously goal was ruled out offside. What annoyed me about that goal is the angle they kept showing. It mm. looked like one of them silly ones where it's just so tight. Yeah. But when they actually sh- zoomed out mm. and they showed like the angle at half time, mm. he's not miles off, but no. yeah, from the naked eye, you can tell yeah. he's offside. In the, yeah, that's why didn't they just show that yeah. and just get rid of all that the, the screenshots yeah. that go around Twitter and and all that? You, like you said, the when it happened, they showed that kept showing the same angle, and it, it looked to me it looked like onside. Mm. You was, can't. There's no so, way. Yeah, so you close. You couldn't. You'd be guessing then. Uh, they draw the lines and stuff. You, I know you can't argue, but you can argue with what's happened this season. And then, like you said, the one from sort of high up, it was almost like the halfway line, Wembley view. He he looked offside there, but I know, again, it's down to the lines and stuff. But to me, it just, it was almost, yeah, it was so close. I can't, almost, yeah, I almost can't believe it was offside. I mean, after it was uh, the great save from Palmer, Gakpo saw his header mm. bounce off the post. Mm-hmm. And obviously then it was Raheem Sterling's close range goal that got, Tonight for half time. Half time, I think both teams probably happy nil nil. So far, yeah. obviously, we'll, yeah, they yeah. had the injury with mm. with Graven Birch. I don't know what to think about it. It's not a red card for me. No, it's a foul. Obviously, he's missed it, and there was. Can you yeah, go back I, and book I don't him? Th- and I don't think it, it should be. I mean, it wasn't. And it, I think that's correct. But again, it's like, well, if the if that's what's happening and what's been going on in the Premier League, talk about Maguire's tackle tackle later on from the weekend. You. It, you, I don't know. It'd be very, very harsh to be a red card, but almost like well, it, it probably could have been given. But yeah, another injury added to to Liverpool for that for yesterday, really. Yeah, Graven Birch came off. Um, they brought on um, Gomez. Gomez put mm. him to right back, and mm. they pushed Bradley onto right mid. So that was a makeshift. Yeah, that was even more of a makeshift team. Mm. And going into the second half, Liverpool started again because there was Liverpool started well again, and Chelsea. For some reason, every restart they said that mm. they just were off it. Just no, yeah, off, offered nothing, did they? Didn't they? And Van Dijk got his goal firstly. Well, his first goal was ruled off for offside. Mm. Thoughts on that? Uh, it's just a goal. It's just it's never offside. It's not a, whatever they're trying to say. Explain it. A technical offside. I've never heard of a technical offside before. But yeah, I've, I've got it here. But yeah, Van, um, Van Dijk's second half header ruled offside. For an offside on Endo, who was offside and blocked Colwell, so he could not reach the ball. But Van Dyke, who headed it, was not offside, and Chilwell was make, marking him and pulling his shirt. But because of Endo, it's just a mess, a total mess. And it started from that Newcastle game recently when they were at home against who I think 
Brentford or something and they looked at a decision that was similar to this but nothing came of it and nothing it wasn't a goal scored or cancelled out and yeah they, they for whatever reason looked at it yesterday and just yeah ridiculous Colwell was nowhere if he was marking Van Dijk he's in an awful he was scoring anyway because he's in an awful position he's nowhere near the player and he didn't he didn't um, challenge the decision or throw his hands up and call for anything so yeah and uh, Chilwell was, was fouling Van Dijk anyway so and Van Dijk was pulling something it was just a, yeah it was just an awful decision for me or I don't know, don't know what you think well, there was two ways to look at it, and I, I, the more I look at it now, I mean, in the heat at the moment, I'm like, no, I has to give a goal, has to give a goal, and that's because my boss, I don't want Chelsea to win the game. <laughs> I look back at it now, and I think those decisions, rightly, rightly or wrongly, I personally don't think it should be, but I think it should be should be allowed to go ahead. Mm. But going back on, like you said, previous decisions and ones we've seen, even one at the weekend. Don't know if you've seen that uh, Burnley got Burnley got got disallowed at Palace. I didn't really. I'd sort of. I, I mean, there's how much that is, to be honest. That's exactly why yeah. no one's even yeah, brought it up yeah, yeah. because Palace are down. The Palace are three 0 up at home in like the eighty second minute. Burnley down to ten men, mm. ten men, and they get a goal which is not offside, given yeah. offside because yeah. he's standing next to the goalkeeper, mm. not in his line of sight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they give it <clears> as offside. And those sort of ones this season have just been consistently given. Mm. I mean, I disagree. It should be. It should have been a goal because. Mm. Chilwell, not Chilwell, uh, Colwell gives up. Mm. He runs into Endo. He's not interested like, oh, at all, yeah. He's, he's, like, he's yeah. lost him now. He's like, oh, yeah. he knows he's lost him. Uh, Chilwell was pulling his shirt for Kingdom Comes, trying mm. to get it off his back, and Van Dijk's just too big, too strong, yeah. heads it in. And the, the key is, not one Chelsea player... No, he reacted, didn't even think Even put their it. arm no, no, up, no, looked no. to the ref, I was blocked, nothing. They no. just thought, oh, shit, we've, <laughs> yeah. we've mucked up here. And Chilwell like, was, was fouling him, but it was a good tussle, as in... Van Dijk, like you said, is so strong and such a good header of the ball that Chilwell was doing at his utmost and Van Dijk just clearly overpowered him. If if Van Dijk would have fallen and, I don't know, messed up the header, he probably may have got a penalty, who knows. But, yeah, I think the refs are just looking at something they should never be even And an issue I've got with that is that goal's been scored a thousand times. Yeah. Why is that now a fan? Especially, the one the one thing this tournament, I'd always give it credit for, it, it's, it's different and it's fun, it's quick. Mm. So, from... Round one to the semi-final, it is basically ninety minutes, and then it's straight shooter. Yeah. It's different. It's not an FA Cup. You're not. It's not a laboured replays mm. and things like that. And there's no VAR in it mm. either. It's fun. It's got. There's mm. lots of goals. There's. there's it's a. It's knockout football it's, at its best. Yeah, yeah. And when the final VAR comes in, and yeah. slows it all down, ruins it all, and ruins that bit of nostalgic in the final where if you score yeah. a win, you score a goal, you can go absolutely mm. nuts. And then all oh, right. It's, Oh, nil nil again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, yes, yeah, I think it's a very, very wrong decision. Wrong and decision. who on earth, I'd like to line up every single person who pays for Sky Sports <laughs> and have a yes or no tick box. Who pays for Sky Sports and wants to listen to Mike Dean? <laughs> no one. What, why is he there? No, no, why no, is he as a no. fourth commentator on the side getting opinions? No one cares. No, no. one liked you as a referee. No. No. no one wants you on our TV. Unless you're, you're right. No one... Not that you need no to be liked. No one asked for that. Yeah, no one, not that you need to be liked because Neville was hated by many and Carragher was hated by many. But yeah, you're right. Mike Dean is like, there's nothing going for him. I don't understand. Yeah, so I've never really thought about him. Why? Yeah, why was he there? Like these decisions, they're all the same. They're all um, the old boys club. Yeah. Oh, oh yes, technical officer. Yeah. Oh, it's this. They never like. So no, you've done an absolute shocker there, yeah. mate. And they they put they sit him on Sky Sports, don't they? On, on Soccer Saturday, and 
yeah, sit him on like a weird little throne yeah. of screens and he just yeah which all the players take the piss out of him yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> you've got Clinton Morrison who goes oh I might be wrong again <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, yeah it's, it's bizarre very no bizarre. one wants that just, it's, it's a, a gap in the gap in the market if you call it that didn't mm. hasn't been asked to be filled yeah well they just created a job for a ref post football haven't they like refs aren't Refs were never a personality or a, or a people, and now, yeah, now they've become a almost celebrity. We, like. we mentioned this a few weeks back, and they've become this yeah. celebrity, and yeah. it's all important. No, 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 no one wants to no. see the ref. Like, we don't know the before. Uh, it sounds ridiculous, but who's that? Halsey, Ma- Mark Halsey, yeah, Halsey. Yeah. Like that era, refs were were the old school refs, but they no one knew them. They didn't have a thing outside of football. They weren't on telly. They weren't talking. They were. Mm. On the pitch, I think was Jeff Winter a ref? He was a ref, wasn't he? Uh, I think he was like Jeff that, yeah. Winter. Maybe that's a mad shit. I don't know, but I'm just saying that that era ref, they were just on the pitch and they were old school. And they told Alan Wiley, yeah, Alan, like, Alan Riley, yeah, yeah, they were that. But yeah, now Mike Dean, Howard Webb, yeah, just even Clattenburg, like yeah, getting Clattenburg, tattoos of the oh. finals that he's yeah, that he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, his arms. and now he's on Gladiators, oh, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> yeah, and now he's Notts Forest's referee advisor. Yeah. Like, yeah, what, what role is that they've made as well? What are Forest doing with that? Ah, yeah, mess. So true. <laughs> but, uh, but no, Gallagher then mm, also yes, had I was about to say. two chance, two, three, three chances mm. in the post. Had a one-on-one mm. saved. I've, yeah, got, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Gallagher recently because I think we were having this conversation in Madrid about this is completely off-topic, by the way, <laughs> about who is going to be the guy next to Rice in midfield. Yeah. And before anyone shouts, Bellingham, Bellingham, Bellingham. Uh, yeah. No, Bellingham doesn't do any defending. Bellingham, yeah, Bellingham's no, we've, a we've seen him. He's a, he's a nine. Front. Kane needs to be on the bench. <laughs> Bellingham striker. It's Rice and plus one, yeah. and then Bellingham in front. Yeah. And the more I think about it, it's Gallagher for me. It could be, yeah. Could, he's definitely up there. But yeah, because of his legs. And yeah. I think Chelsea lost a bit when he came off. Yeah. Going into extra time, when he came off, <laughs> they lost that energy. Yeah. They brought Mudrick on, and Mudrick's pace on... If you're playing FIFA, yeah, yeah, that's Definitely a great ideal. decision. Yeah, yeah, but, but Mudrick doesn't play f- like he should. Or he doesn't play in real life like he does on FIFA. Mm. <laughs> he's he's a totally opposite. But yeah, but Gallagher at the post is all chaos towards the end. When Chelsea just couldn't oh, quite that one chance. It was three yeah, of them just pinball. hit the goalie, didn't it? And it was bouncing around. But yeah, at full time, nil nil was it was a good game and it was a it was a fair result. And both teams were having a go. Liverpool had chances. They were lucky. Chelsea had chances. They were they were lucky. Um, you thought, right, here we go, but then extra time started and Chelsea were a totally different side. And yeah, just before extra time was yeah, Jaden Dan's, Bobby Clark, James mm. Mc, James McCall, Mc, M- uh, McConnell, I McConnell, think. McConnell, yeah. I say you pronounce it, yeah. Bob, yeah, Bobby Clark, that Dan's McConnell, that Quanza came on that's been playing Quanza came a on, few yeah. games. He came on the hundred hundred six minutes, so yeah, the changes were were rolled out, weren't they? And Chelsea, like you said, made a couple changes. Um, yeah, you had um, Chilwell came off for mm. uh, Ch- Chalabar. Obviously, Mudrick we just mentioned came yeah. on. I think they ch- they brought in Kunku on. Madueke came Madueke on at some point. On. He did yeah. a little bit. He, he made fresh legs a little bit, but yeah, Chelsea just end like I said. They they ended really well. They ended the game on top, but then as soon as the um, extra time started, they just sat right back. Like I said, the start of a a restart again. They they were they were poor, but then they carried it on throughout the whole. Extra time, I just don't really know, don't understand it. They they look look to the other side, and Liverpool bringing on these youngsters that we're saying, and everyone's going about Klopp's kids, but they didn't bring on Salah, they weren't bringing on Jota, they weren't bringing on um, a Nunes, they were bringing on these young lads, so you'd think the likes of their two midfielders, 200 million pound centre midfielders, and mm. whoever else on the pitch, Mudrick coming on, they could take it to these kids, it's a 
it's a cup final at Wembley. These some of these lads have one of them play has played midweek, and then his first what second game was the, yesterday in the final. That, yeah, that was Jane Downs, right? Yeah. yeah. You just think these. Uh, yes, the Chelsea side is is a young team, but these international experienced players surely they'd take it to them and and I know Chua was being a div, but show them a bit. Of, I don't know a bit of fight. It was very very bizarre. It must be very very frustrating to see. I think mentally they just they just crumbled in that. Yeah, mentally and physically because they could Possibly, tell they yeah. didn't have the legs anymore. And Poch actually came out and said it didn't he in his um, post match conference that they just they were looking to play for penalties, and mm. I think that was some of his decisions in his subs mm. and. They just didn't get forward, and the and the, the young players obviously took it upon themselves, and they were like, "Fuck it, we've got nothing yeah. to lose, have we? Yeah. We literally have nothing to lose." Yeah, and a and credit uh, to Klopp because yeah. I yeah. think a lot of managers would have probably sat on their hands and thought, oh, "I'm just going to let these, just going to run, run Diaz and run Robinson yeah, yeah, and yeah. run whoever in into the ground, and yeah. hopefully we can get to penalties." But they actually showed some personality, the young kids. Mm. And Jaden Dance, what well, he need to hit the bar, didn't he? And he had a header yeah. cleared off the line. The, and who's, I thought that McConnell come on was quite a good player. I mean, mm. I don't know. I literally don't know any of these players even. Even that concert's played a few more times. Even Bradley, the the right back, he's played a, a little bit more this season. But when he's seen an experienced one, <laughs> yeah, he's he's considered experienced, and yeah, he's sort of barely played this year. But yeah, it, it was a sort of a win win for Klopp because if he brings them on, it's oh, we bring all the kids and we mm. give them a chance, and we lose the game, it's okay, and they win. Obviously, you, you see the reports and yeah, the, the story that's given, happening yeah. now. So, but yeah, it was. It was yeah a brave decision I suppose, but also probably the only decision he could make if he wanted to make subs. So, mm. I mean, I actually thought when he brought Simakas on, he made a bit of a difference. He played, mm. I thought he played really well, put some good crosses, mm. and Kelleher continued to make good saves. I think he made another mm. save in extra time, but Petrovic actually made a very good save just before the goal. Harvey Elliott, Harvey Elliott, yeah. But then mm. people also forget Harvey Elliott's only twenty. Mm. Like, he's been around a long time, yeah. and to be honest, he's. If they're all fit, he doesn't start. He's a like a bit bar player. He's not. I don't mean he's not like an unbelievable player, but yeah, he's not. If I was Chelsea, I wouldn't be looking at Harvey Elliott going, "Oh bloody hell, I don't, yeah, yeah." I'm scared of him, not at all. Like, but yeah, Pedro is very, very good save on the line, wasn't it? And he seems to have kept out Sanchez now. As yeah, now he's played. Yeah, he's yeah. been there last eight games. He started, mm. and I mean to be honest, I'd probably keep him over. But the very little I've watched of Chelsea, mm. I'd probably have him over Sanchez anyway because I think Sanchez is a liability. Mm. Um, but then there was the defining moment of the game and corner kick to Liverpool, 118th minute. Simicass, lovely ball. Mm. Big verge, yeah, done it, it once, did it again. Mm. Run across his man, beat Mudrick to the ball. What a header. Yeah, and then Simicass with a suspect celebration. But <laughs> yeah, it was a, a, good, a nice headed goal. It's always, it always a good sight. A modern day thing of having no defenders on the posts. Mm. Do they clear that? Don't know. Yeah, possibly, but it was good. Yeah, nice, powerful header on it. And yeah, that was it. Van Van Dyke, the most experienced player for Liverpool on the pitch. Thirty two, only yeah. But we we said it in the we when we were texting for the game. If Liverpool are going to win this, yeah, he's got he's going to be man of the match, mm. and he's going to be colossal. And he was, mm. and him and Canate were mm. were good to be fair. Canate is a very good player, but with Van Dyke there, just mm. and even Canate. I know I said we brought that that they they brought that uh, Quanza, but yeah, even Canate didn't even last the whole game. So mm. yeah, big Virgil. Sh- turned up really, didn't he? Oh, and he was, brilliant headers. Yeah, massive, thirty-two massive years old, just captain. The old use the use the John Terry phrase, mm. captain leader legend. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was a very very good. And header. lifts his first trophy as Liverpool captain now, because obviously Henderson's lifted the other. I actually remember I made this exact comment last year 
to the day because it was a year ago and I'll make it again. That trophy is so ugly. It has three <laughs> handles. Why does a trophy have three <laughs> handles? Yeah, it's not... Yeah, so it doesn't help the, the case for the, the Carabao. It's so small cup. and why has it got three handles? Yeah. <laughs> Although, strangely, I don't know whether it's his last season, but I don't think I've ever seen a manager lift a trophy with at, at the uh, time of... What, on the... Sort of on the, when they walk yeah. up? Yeah. It was... Oh. Uh, Can't say I've noticed either way, to be honest. It was uh, Van Dyke and Klopp. Lifted mm. together. Normally it's like captain and vice captain, but. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool's 10th League Cup, first trophy of the season. Could the quad be on? No. <laughs> no. No, I no. No. And also, is it a quad? I mean, they win four trophies, yeah, I know, but no, it's not. No. They will win. It's a pretty good effort, though. They will win Europa League. Mm. They should do. Uh, they will not win the Premier League. And they. Mm, FA Cup. Don't think so. No, yeah, no. So I, no. I don't think they win the quad, but oh, they win four trophies. I think, I think they could definitely win another one of any one of those three. They could. Yeah, no, I, th- I think they're pretty odds on to win the the uh, the Europa League, mm. and they could probably win that at Canter. On the other side of it, Poch now lost all three finals he has reached with Eng- English sides. Yes, so <coughs> we actually had two questions um, on the Instagram from. From Owen and from a new follower, ANFC or AYNFC. Um, I'll start with the first one from Owen138. What went wrong? Well, we'll answer them together, but mm. what went wrong for Chelsea in the Carabao Cup final? And then from ANFC, now Chelsea have lost the Carabao Cup final. Do you think Poch will be sacked? I'll start. I don't think mean, they did a lot wrong in the, in the final, to be honest. Like, in their performance, it was just the extra time. It was it was just bizarre. They were they were right in the game. Like I said, they were finished the better side. They had chances and yeah, the Sterling goal. Jackson might have been an inch onside in the, in another game. Um, yeah, it was it was just strange to see the extra time. They just retreated and sat right back and offered nothing really. And yes, that that tactic counter with the players they brought on could have worked, but it didn't quite work. And they they found out with big Virgil header, but. Yeah, I'm interested in Poch. I don't know what you both. What do you think about the game? I try not to make sweeping judgments over one one game because, like, if Gallagher scores that one on one, are we all sitting here and saying, "Oh, Poch has won"? Yeah, Chelsea's yeah. form have turned round. Mm. Chelsea's young team have now won a trophy. This is the first mm. of their new dynasty and Bowley mm. and all this. I don't think we are. But we also, I don't think we can say, I, I, I've i been quite consistent with Poch won't last the season, I don't think. Yeah. Because they just, they are, look at the league table and the league table doesn't like you're 11th. Mm. Wolves won at the weekend, will push you down to 11th. Mm. If you've got a big midweek game against Leeds coming up, you they need to win that to be in the quarterfinal of the, of the FA Cup. If they don't win that, you're out of all competitions, you're not getting Europe, he's gone. He could, yeah. He, he's just yeah. gone because that game now after the final is is now really important for even mm. like just for Poch because winning that yesterday would have got him into Europe, mm. albeit the Conference League. Mm. But European football for Chelsea, they need to get back in European because they've spent all this money. They need to mm. recoup it somehow. I I don't think they should get rid of him. I think they're in. I think they could in the summer, and they might even before the end of the season. But I think they'd be stupid to get rid of him. Um, I just don't think but, as. as <laughs> Cliche or cringe, he he's not Chelsea. No, he's not. Not he's, at all. He's no, not. he's not. And he's they. A lot of them have said that from the start. He's he managed Tottenham. That's all they can think about. And but he's a yeah. he's a he's a player that wants. To, he's a manager that wants to bring through through youth players. Mm. And he's never been 
want one for me. He's never been one for the top top teams to be no. to be to have all these egos in place. He doesn't want that. He wants no. to bring through bring through sorry the youth players or a, a rough diamond like Deli Ali to bring through and make them into stars. Yeah, and he reminds me a little bit of Unai Emery in that in that mm. sense where they are great with a team. Sixth to third, and build them, and up, build yeah. them up. That, that's what they yeah. want to do. They want to be the underdog. They don't want to go into finals being the favourite. Look at Emery yeah. at PSG. I know PSG sometimes could be a poison chalice, but Poch mm. also struggled there. Mm. And I, I just don't think. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Poch is in a is a in a better scenario for him. Is that like a, when he was at joined Tottenham, when he even joined Southampton, like brought a team up and punched probably above their weight and competed for a season or two and. And then goes from there, but yeah, I think going into Chelsea, I, I don't think he had much choice to be honest. If he if he wanted to carry on coaching and being a manager, but yeah, I, I don't think yeah, it's just yeah, like I said, Poch and Chelsea just doesn't work. But for me, I'd I think they they'd be very wrong to get rid of him. I, j- I just don't think the bl- the bloke in charge of Chelsea knows much about football. No, so no, being realistic, I I just can't see him. Can't I can't see him staying there much longer yeah. if they don't improve their form in the league. Like they've improved a little bit, and they've well, like you said, all and they're still eleventh. Yeah, and all they've got not all they've got to do, but if they play pretty rubbish in the midweek against Leeds, lose or draw, or just nick it and just scrape through, then yeah, it, the the pr- the pr- obviously he's under a lot of pressure. But yeah, the the fan abuse, I suppose, and all the noise from the support will be even louder. So I mean, I've got it in my head that. Mourinho will be the manager there again. He's, mm. he's coming back for a third a third stint. Yeah, I mean, that, just, that would just sum him up, wouldn't it? It mm. would just sum him up. What, two calls available again in in the summer? <laughs> yeah, well, we don't know, do we? Todd, you <laughs> just never know what's going to go on. <laughs> right, should we move on to Manchester United? Yeah, let's do it. So, you might not believe me, but on the bus, or just before I got on the bus on the way to Arsenal, I said to Griff, I fancy Fulham. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> because, shall I tell you why? We we were chatting about this the other day. At the top six teams, the the, the, the the big six, shall I say, always one always slips up every weekend. Mm. And obviously you weren't playing. No. Liverpool won at the weekend. Uh, well, Liverpool won in midweek, shall I say. Yeah. That was their midweek yeah, game. Yeah. Same as uh, City. Mm-hmm. And City weren't slipping up against Bournemouth. I've really fancied Arsenal to, to do a job on yeah. Newcastle. Oh, God, yeah. I just thought Man United are sitting there. They're going to the be final the ones. And technically, like I said, Chelsea lost the final as well. Yeah, well, so. yeah Chelsea did replay something. Yeah. Does show it like source, source. Yeah, same. But you meant to play each other, weren't you? But yeah. I just thought, and going into that, they've got. I've got. No, I had no form book or anything. I just had a gut feeling. Well, lucky you didn't look at the form. Book <laughs> yeah, because this is what <laughs> yeah. I was. Where, yeah. Where's the stat I've had to? I've had to get off here about. Uh, last F- Fulham's last yeah. away win in like 10 or something like mm. that see if I can find it I've wrote it down somewhere Four. here we, here we go. Yeah. go I'll say United and then you go Fulham but yeah United four wins in a row five unbeaten and then uh, like you said Fulham well, the result ended a run of 11 Premier League away wins away games without a win for for Fulham mm. prior to this only Sheffield United had a worse top flight away record <laughs> yeah that's exactly what I got they were Fulham were 19th before the game in the waveform table, like I said, Sheffield United are the only side with a lower points total. So, yeah, like myself, well, I, I and pretty sure 99% of others, apart from Tate, <laughs> <laughs> expected a, a routine home win for Man United. Fulham had no Paulinia. One one win in eight for Fulham in all, all games, home and away. But um, I think they had one in at Old Trafford for 21 years. 1963. 
Oh really? I think they. No, sorry, their second victory, second victory yeah. since nine six three. Sorry, yeah. Right. I've got that there. But um, yeah. So I thought, well, and like you said, like we spoke about last week, United are on a bit of form, or supposedly a bit of form, momentum, and they were chasing down the top four. But yeah, how wrong were we? Well, going into the game, obviously the news broke, I think, on Thursday, and it might be Friday night, that um, Inform Hoyland was ruled mm-hmm. out for a few weeks and will miss the Manchester derby coming up. Mm-hmm. It means Rashford was probably forced to play up front because who else did they put? Did they put Ice Cold Marshall there? <laughs> or is he still injured? Or I don't know. Although it's yeah. perfect short sleeved and gloves weather. So yeah, it yeah, nice. normally comes back for this time of the year. Yeah. And then Ten Hag actually gave 19-year-old Amari Forston his mm. first start. Um, which is a damning statement for yes. £82 million Anthony. And I think that, that just screams, I'm not saying Forson is going to be the new Saka, but that screams when we gave Saka yeah. starts ahead of Pepe because mm. it was just like, there's no point now. Yeah. And then yep. Lindelof filled in at left back because Shaw, I didn't realise that when Shaw came off against Luton mm. yeah, last weekend, he was injured, pretty yeah. badly in. They reckon he's out for the season. Badly so as much as we joked about the Regelion decision and to, to loan him and then send him back. And now needs him. Now, what, what have they done? Like, what well, have is, they done? Is, is that Molassia out for the season? Is he? I've not heard anything. Yeah, that. he hasn't played no. all season, no. no. So, yeah. what are you doing? Mm. And obviously, Martinez is injured. You need a left back. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's a world beater, but no. surely he's, he's better than Victor Lindelof yeah. playing left back. A right-footed centre-half playing left back. Surely <laughs> yeah. he just is. Yeah, you'd hope so. You would have to, he's starting now for Brentford, so surely you would think the left back for Brentford is I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I suppose playing for Brentford is obviously a very different kettle of fish than turning out for Man United. But yeah, it just sums them up, doesn't it? Mm. It just start, sums them up. And Fulham played really, really well. Mm. I mean, I've, granted that I have only watched match of the day and I had fallen a little bit with my phone and and whatnot. Awobi had ch- a chance. I think mm. Pereira had a shot saved, and Awobi had another shot blocked. Yeah, um, I think Fulham were good. Who is that striker? They have. They've had him all season, and he's been pretty... Mun- Munoz. And as soon as they sign Brozier, like, Munoz has turned into, yeah. like, R9. Yeah. <laughs> Little step-overs yeah. and hit the post. Like, he's turned into a goal scorer now. Because yeah, Merson had it, like, was watching it on Soccer Saturday, and Fulham were good throughout the whole game, really. And they, they almost... It was almost a surprise they hadn't scored until when they did in the mm. 65th minute with Bassey, but... Yeah, lashed it in, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, just roof the net. Yeah, that's nice. what you call good it, lashing. Ce- good celebration as well. <laughs> First ever goal for Fulham. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. I mean, he's he's been sh- he was shocking at the start, but I think he's he's found he's settled down into Fulham and he's perfect for that that mm. sort of side mid table to maybe pushing up the table. But yeah, smashed it to the roof in it, and I, I think that was um, fully deserved for Fulham. Oh, 100 percent, yeah. And literally, as he scored, me and Griffith walked into the Tollington uh, pub outside mm. the Emirates. And I, was like, I, didn't re- I didn't expect this reception <laughs> turn around and it's 1-0 I was like oh decent this yeah. decent <laughs> decent although one one negative that was the only TV in the pub Ooh. that had the football on oh, rugby oh, <laughs> Um mm. but no Fulham them still continued to play well and I think Man City, Man City Man United had a, f- had a few attempts Bruno Fernandes had a shot mm. um, Rashford came close then there was that clip going around social media of Bruno Fernandez was that when he stropping around yeah. and yeah. I've got missed what and they got the equaliser yeah. in the 89th minute when he shot got parried by Leno. I was like, Leno, what are you doing? And then Maguire, Maguire kicks it home. Maguire missed a header in the early mm. before as well. When was he, what minute was the tackle that he could have? 
Oh, first half still. Oh, yeah. was it first half? First half, yeah. That's Should he be on the pitch? That's a red card. Oh. That's a red card. <laughs> Again, you talk about what's happened and going on about him, but Romero, if that's Romero, if that's... Even if that's... I know he's not played, but Thomas Party does that. If oh, Granit Xhaka was the Granit one. Granit Xhaka would have been there. Yeah, there's there's plenty of players. Paulinho does it for Fulham. Pereira does it for Fulham on a, on a Fernandez. It's a, it's a red card. Well, who was the one that got sent off in the week? In, uh, in the weekend, sorry. Gilmore. Gilmore. Yeah, Gilmore for Brian. That was that definitely a red card. Awful tackle. And it's... Maguire's not as bad, but yeah, it's just a it's just a red card. Mm. So the bloke who shouldn't be on the pitch slots home. Yeah. One one. And then in steps my mate. Mm. Adama. <laughs> yeah, late on, wasn't it? It was pressure was the momentum had swung, wasn't it? United were classic mm. trying to get a goal, but yeah, Troy broke away late they on. They counterattacked, didn't they? I, don't, I yeah. think Castagna played out wide to uh, Troy. He's knocked it past Eriksen. Eriksen's yeah, like. F- he's so hard. Just no. Down. He's so feeble. <laughs> yeah. Smashed it past Maguire. Because yeah. Eriksen should have just took the took the foul, took yeah. him out. But Maguire couldn't because he was on the yellow card. Or didn't want to because he was on the yellow card. And then. Yeah, by that point it was too late and Traore was off and running. It was funny though because that, that goal was scored and assisted by two players probably in the Premier League who have the worst end product <laughs> yeah, you'll ever yeah, meet so in Adama and Awobi. Mm. And I was actually outside at the time and the, the pub again erupted. Here's <laughs> Awobi <laughs> When Awobi came up it was like a double <laughs> celebration. Uh, Good finish from Awobi. He literally has I'm not going to say he's everything but finishing he's he can look quite skillful at times mm. and his finishing leaves a lot to be desired that's as polite as I'll be he like kicks like he's got bricks on his feet <laughs> but cuts inside S- lovely little finish and then 2-1 minute winner at Old Trafford who does that? I mean it was the latest latest goal recorded at Old Trafford or something I heard, saw a stat but yeah w- Awobi just rolled it past Anana and Anana didn't even move and mm. yeah is it United because again last week we were like many sort of thinking, oh, United on the charge, a bit of momentum, but were they just papering over the cracks with a no, few recent results? Yeah. And like we just said <coughs> last week, that that loss and Aston Villa winning leaves them eight points off fourth place. Mm. Spurs are three points in front of a game in hand. I, yeah. I think they. I don't think they'll get top four, fifth, maybe only because I listened to the radio earlier. Spurs and. Villa have got mm. to play each other. Mm. They've also all three of you, all two, sorry, both of you have got to play all three of Arsenal, City, and, and Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool. Yeah, we've got a stinking run after we play Newcastle, and then we have Arsenal, City, Liverpool, or City, Arsenal, Liverpool. Something mm. horrible. But don't, don't think it's all over. But United just don't help themselves. As soon mm. as they seem to get somewhere and. All the pundits come up and Neville said any last week, oh, I fancied him to sneak in there. Yeah, and Neville last week waxing lyrical about how good ha- um, Haaland, how good Hoyland is and he's like Haaland, Robbie, uh, Roy, Robbie Keane, <laughs> Roy Keane saying last week Spurs will be looking over their shoulder and and now, yeah, they're going to tie and Neville supports Liverpool all of a sudden. So <laughs> yeah, it's, um, and yeah, he mentioned him earlier, but Fernandes is just a big, big old baby, isn't he? He's, he's just, just a, he's, he's just, he's just a bitch. Hate. Yeah, yeah, he's, <laughs> He's everything you despise, and we we've said it before, and I've I've made it clear, but I couldn't couldn't have him in the team. He's couldn't. I don't. They're going about how good he is, United fans, but no, you just can't have it. And another example was the weekend, and like you said, man, Manchester derby next. So good luck. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I mean, for my sake, I hope they get a result, but I don't think I, that, I can't see it. I think that's a perfect fixture for Man City. It's at home as well, isn't it, for Man City at the yeah. Etihad? And Although United do have a reasonably good record there. 
Oh, they, they'll go there and just defend for their lives and sit back, but no, not not this time round. <clears throat> I mean, I hope so because a win would help would help Arsenal out, but. I can't see it. And what annoys about that fixture? They always do it at 3.30. Like, w- w- no other derby, no other game on a Sunday is at 3.30. Why is that one given special treatment to 3.30? Just let it be 4.30. Maybe never... That like extra it. hour is not going to do anything for police or, no. or drinking or whatever. It never does. If it's a midday, if it's 11 o'clock... If it's at 3.30, they way. start at 9.30. Yeah, yes. like, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. But, um, no, quickly, we'll have a quick uh, round-up on Arsenal. Obviously, disappointing loss in the midweek against Porto. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was no need for that goal. There's no need. Yeah, no, it was, an, it was literally a ten seconds to go. Game was it? And he just oh. popped up out of nowhere. That put me in such a foul mood as well. I was like in bed, stressing, couldn't sleep for like two hours, <laughs> just like running over my head. Martinelli, can you just pass it somewhere <laughs> else? What yeah. rattled me was people trying to blame the goalkeeper for that. No, it's fucking yeah. hell! The yeah, ball. I've seen loads of rounds out stuff and stuff. Oh, <laughs> stop this round! Making that, <laughs> making that yeah. save. It's like, what, what, this is. You can't do that. It's not. It's nothing. It'll never be the same. But yeah, I mean, I mean, the reaction to it was probably for me anyway. Was too almost too much. Like, oh, Arsenal lost it. No, like, I think Arsenal. I think the players and the manager, in particular, were were almost. Not accepting, but they were like, right, we're going to go into this game, we're going to try and play this way. It's a European away game, blah, 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 round of 16, first leg, we'll play in this a certain way. And almost, if we lose 1 0, it's okay. They're going to, I think, you're going to take them to the second mm. leg at home and, and k- absolutely kill them. But yeah. I know it's a different scenario being a sport, you're winding down, it must must feel worse than it. I think it probably feels worse than it is. I think you, like you, like you did the weekend with Newcastle, like you did at Burnley, mm. West Ham, I think you, you tear them apart. Yeah, the, the only one on that one was. Watch Jordi didn't start. Maybe he wasn't fit enough to do two games in a week mm. to play play Wednesday and then play Saturday. So they prioritised him against Newcastle, which worked in the end. <coughs> I do. Our squad was stretched a bit thin for that Porto game just because Arteta has doesn't trust all his squad players. And for that game, we had Jesus, Party, Timber, Tomiyasu, Vieira, Zinchenko out. If everyone's fit, Zinchenko starts, and he's got a Champions League experience. He's a Big, as I say, he's a big player for Arsenal. Mm. Takes control of the game. Um, Tommy Asiemot might have started in that as well if he was fit. If Zinchenko wouldn't, Party would have done. Jesus definitely would have. They just bring a bit more experience in. But he didn't. He doesn't trust Smith Rowe or yeah. the. And they only made one sub. Yeah. And I think that was quite telling that he only made one sub in that. But going on to the Newcastle game, I was pretty confident. Yeah. Going back, we were robbed. In November or October, whenever it was, but absolutely yeah, robbed at St James's Park. And Arteta lost his rag, went nuts in a press conference. Yeah, there's probably a lot of venom in that game. In the and there was no, no, we are starting on the front foot. Yeah. Eight o'clock kickoff, like everyone was well, juiced up, ready yeah, to go. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, all the crowd had a few good pints. And what they do good at Arsenal, to be fair, although they've raised ticket prices again for next season, which is outrageous, they do do a good offer on beers. Hmm. So. Get there. They do actually. Yeah. Any time between an hour to a kickoff, buy one get one free. Mm. That is so good. That is, yeah, very good. For twelve pounds, you get four pints of beer, mm. which is. Which yeah, remember is actually because we obviously earlier in the season, yeah, you said about us. Yeah, we went for that exact reason. It's yeah. to get people into the ground an extra mm. hour early, and it, it it works. And they had live music on there. Again, it was just a good atmosphere. And I think mm. we all felt we are playing well. Newcastle have got injuries. Yeah. And we saw Carrier starting. We yeah. thought, no, we we are. We're, we're we're ready for this. And mm. from the minute one, we we just battered them. We just yeah. battered them. 
Yeah, they they're this season they're just mid table. They're just meh. They're becoming that this season. They're just well off it, aren't they? I know they've injuries and going about it, but yeah, I don't know. Just poor, is it? Not a yeah, okay. not a Newcastle of last season. Obviously. Isaac wasn't fit. No. Um, Trippier just looks out of it. They're, yeah. Obviously, they're not they're not first first choice goalkeeper in in mm-hmm. goal. Miley, yeah, he's a good player, but he is only seventeen. He yeah. w- he will get run ragged by Declan Rice. Yeah. Just will and Jorginho, they'll just yeah, guard whoever run rings around them. Bruno yeah. was was there, but I think the whole performance was to make Bruno look shit. Yeah. <laughs> he was number one enemy, booed yeah, every time yeah. he touched the ball. Like it was disrupt him and mm. rattle him. They just uh, then yeah, and I watched. I did watch. The team went two and a half as well. Just turned it off because mm. it was done. It's, it's finished. It's a, I always say it and probably boring, but it just felt like a typical Arsenal at home. Kill them in the first twenty, and yeah, and so you did. Well, they didn't get. They didn't. They had one shot on target, and it went in in the eighty yeah. fifth minute. And that's what we've been doing recently. We have been really good at just keeping teams out. Mm. So that's what the the game plan is: just to suffocate teams. And mm. as soon as they get the ball, you get it back as soon as yeah. you give it away. And yeah. I think that's why players like Havertz. He's playing for Arteta. That's why he signed him, because he's just a press demon. Mm. As much as you don't see them numbers in the assists or goals column, you don't, no one looks at uh, much running s- or, uh, yeah. intense sprinting or yeah. things like that. And it all sounds a bit nerdy, but yeah. I know one person does look at that. Yeah. That's the manager. Yeah, that's, the ma- that's the most important bloke, probably, to Havertz and the certain players. If you look at all these new <clears throat> stats that, that are around, yeah, it's because people like that are nerds, and they that's why they pick players. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah. But we've got Sheffield United up next on Monday night, then Brentford, maybe Chelsea the week after if they don't beat uh, Leeds, mm. and then international foot international break, and then it's yeah. Well, I think yeah, I think that's the ask. Well, it's when you play City, isn't it? Have you got City and Liverpool to go, or just City? Just City, yeah, yeah. That's but the, we've got the you away and yeah. uh, Man United away. What is interesting though is last season. Our record for wins on the trot was six, mm. I think. We have now won six games on the trot. Uh, Sheffield United up next, and then Brentford. That could be that Sheffield United could be that 10 nil, the 10 oh. goals. It could well <laughs> be. I think it really could. They are a disgrace. I don't know. Sheffield, no, no, no. She- no I'm not saying you're going to win 10 nil, but Sheffield United are. I've seen Unai Emery's team lose, lose there. So. No, 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 no. <laughs> they are. And that D'Souza bloke who. Who's fighting Jack Robertson at the weekend? He's a div, absolute div. Can you imagine they sent them both off? There's a VIR check for that as well, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, it wasn't. It was yeah, just the two players having a spat. But Chevron United, wow, that could be a ten nil, could be twenty nil. We shall see. Um, do you want to do your prediction for the weekend? Yes, let me have a quick look. So last week we were you had Liverpool win, but um, yes, in extra time, I had Chelsea win, but both wrong. Um. Oh no! Sorry, Liverpool win all the time. Yeah, I'm having a look. And why are you having a look? I just say congratulations to all the listeners out there and the people that reply back on the Instagram who got the "Who am I?" right. It was Patrick Clivert. We'll post another one out probably Wednesday, I reckon. Ooh, okay. Let's go Premier League. Going to go quite topical. Everton at home to West Ham. Everton v West Ham. West Ham playing tonight, obviously, of course, in kickoff. Are they kicked off, or is it five minutes? Eight o'clock kickoff. Yeah, so and Everton have had their four. I've had four points given back. They have. They have um, do you want to go first on this one? Prediction, yes. Yeah, sorry, um, Everton at home. They're going to win. They're going to beat David Boys West Ham. 
1-0. There is some record about Moyes going back to Everton or this. I can't, we, we did it last year. I remember there was a... Mm. I can't remember what it was. Um, uh, I think Everton are going to win. Or are they going to win? 2-1. 2-1 Everton. Yeah. They don't normally score goals. I want a Moyes masterclass tonight. Him to come out in press conference and <laughs> sign a new contract. Is it at um, the uh, London Stadium tonight? Yeah, it is. Uh, West Ham are at home to Brentford. <coughs> right. Let's run through our team of the week. Um, yes. Shall I start with the goalkeeper? Yeah. So, Edison. <coughs> Annoys me, I forgot to say Edison. <laughs> because we watched this at the pub and... City weren't great, but this is the old classic sign of champions. They mm. play well, win 1-0. They should never have... Well, not say they should never. Bournemouth deserved something out of that game. Mm. But Edison made a couple of good saves, and there was one literally like halfway over the line that he made a good save. Distribution always a joke, because mm. some of the passes he was putting together. And kept a clean sheet. One of the one of few goalkeepers to keep a clean sheet this week. So yeah, We nice. somehow struggle with goalkeepers, but Edison yeah. gets the nod. First defender I've gone for we've gone for Chris Richards from Crystal Palace. Um their first game on their new manager, uh Oliver Glasner. Yeah. A three 0 win at home to Burnley, probably the perfect if you're not gonna play Sheffield Knight at home, you wanna play Burnley at home. Yeah, perfect start for them. Chris Richards with a goal and obviously a clean sheet in Oliver Glasner's first game and win. And the other defender we we mentioned him earlier, but Calvin Bassey. First ever goal for Fulham in a good performance at Old Trafford. And if you win at Old Trafford and score as a defender, you're getting in the team in my books. Yep. Uh, midfield, Douglas Louise from Aston Villa scored twice. Did he get assist the weekend? Just two goals. Two goals, yeah. Two goals in a 4-2 win. Um, yeah, he's always his name always pops up when Villa do well or score. Um, Nine Premier League goals this season now. Yeah, he's him or basically... Watkins who will lead on to in the in the front line but yeah Douglas Lee's midfield and Jorginho man of the match fantastic performance ironically that Chelsea spent £120 million mm. on a player that could one day be as good as Jorginho he's <laughs> 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 just one of them players I think when you've got the ro- when you've got the legs of Declan Rice next to him it also helps him he does all of Jorginho's running and mm. when when you're in a game like this and it's going well and it's easy. He just looks oh, yeah, so good. Like, yeah, he's ideal. He's got that. no pace. He's got no physicality, but he's just a tip, tap, tap around the corner. Looks good. Reads the game well. Just And again, I think he's played his last four games. got man of the match in every one of them. And he only gets picked for the for the big ones. So, Jorginho. And yes, forward is the vote this week between Oliver Watkins, or Ollie Watkins, sorry, and Kai Havertz. Both got a goal. Havertz assist. Yeah. Watkins 14 now, yeah. 14 and 10 assists or something ridiculous. Um, so yeah, that that's up to you guys, Watkins or Havertz. Only one answer there. <laughs> <laughs> no comment, no comment. Good old, good old Kai. Um, <coughs> right, should we win the loser? Yeah, you want to start us off? Uh, yes, I've gone quite simply with my winner, Captain Fantastic, Mr. Virgil van Dijk. Simply put, what a player. And... Like we said earlier, if Liverpool were going to have any chance, they needed the man of match performance from their captain, their leader, maybe their best player. You can argue him or Salah, just to all round. And he's one of them blokes I actually think that blokes, footballers, that no one really dislikes, does he? I know that sounds a bit mm. cliche, but mm. there's nothing wrong, does he? He's not a he's not a dirty player. Mm. We'd all love him in our team. He just he plays football nicely. He's a pretty classy player. And 75 million back in 2017 looks 
unbelievable business. When you look at some of the figures that have been shoved around, mm-hmm. we've even been Chelsea, how much they spend for Fana on. Mm-hmm. I know he's always injured, but... Eight mil for Fana, isn't it? There you go. And he's one of them players I don't think will get his true, true flowers until he retires oh, yeah, when they, yeah, and he goes yeah, away. But he's he's playing and when people say, is he in your all-time Premier League 11? I think, why why not? I, mean, I know he's only won, only won one Premier League, but... I don't think that's the give and take of everything. You, you no, as Spurs no, will always right. will always back Harry Kane for if Harry Kane won one FA Cup, does that make mm. him a better player? And, and if not, I just think that as centre halves out there, I don't think anyone, maybe one or two, have ever played at his level week in week out. And at his peak, at his peak is Ballon d'Or level. Yeah, his height is probably higher than other players. Yeah, yeah. The, the rest, the rest yeah, were only been a very, well, I'd very say were only, but they weren't. Never mentioned in the same breath as Ballon d'Or. No. They weren't. You had Cannavaro who won it years ago, but that was that was it. Yeah. yeah. No, very good, very good. My win of the week is Luka Modric <laughs> or Modric, the thirty-eight-year-old scored the only goal to beat a struggling Sevilla at home last night. He was subbed on in the seventy-fifth minute, scored his goal in the eighty-first, controlled the ball nicely on the edge of the box, glided past a Sevilla player, and curled it in off the post. Madrid are now eight points clear of Barcelona in our second. Girona dropped to third thanks to the majestic Modric. His role has changed in recent times, more so this season, with younger players are coming through. Um, and he's... Yeah, sorry, the younger players are taking, coming through and taking charge of Madrid, and they're going... Obviously building for what's coming ahead, but, yeah, last night, Modric rolled back the years. So if you're listening to Alberto, I tour, Hala Madrid. <laughs> what a finish, well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it Great was brilliant. goal. Brilliant. Love him. My lose of the week. I haven't actually told you about this story yet, so... Um Buckle in and listen yeah, up. Strap yourselves <laughs> in. So, my loser of the week. We are is a bloke on the rail replacement on the way home. So, as you people from Chumpswood may know or may not know, when there's rail placements, you have to go to Newby Park and then the way back, you have to queue in certain lines and then they call your, your destination and then you get on the bus and the bus takes you to your destination. So, we all get on. Bus is all full up. It's all pretty quiet. It's probably quarter to midnight. Everyone's quite tired. A few chats and that. The bus is going down the A12, past Shenfield. And as it's pulling up to Ingatestone, it just drives straight past Ingatestone. Because we've all been told this bus is for Chumpsford only. So as we have approached the the Ingatestone, the Ingatestone turn-off, an, a, a middle-aged gentleman stands up and screams at the top of his lungs, Right next to the driver in his ear. What are you doing, you idiot? <laughs> you've missed the stop. You've had one job. You've had one job. What are you doing? You've driven just just past, and people are like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and and the driver he goes, "Are you going to turn around? Are you going to turn around?" And he goes, "No, I'm not. It's for Chumpsford." No, it's not. I've been told it's for Chumpsford. And people are like, "Sit down, you idiot." It's not the driver's fault. He goes, yeah. and then he just then he the driver says, "I'm not going to Ingatson. It's just for Chumpsford only." So then he turns around and walks into the middle of the bus where we all are and we're just like I'd just like to make an announcement and let you all know that this bus is not and I repeat not going to Ingatestone <laughs> and everyone was like yeah we know mate she said it's Chompsford well no you can't tell me what I heard <laughs> and we're like no 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 it's Chompsford <clears throat> I'm not drunk you can't tell me I'm oh, drunk no no mate it's <laughs> and he goes that's awful well, I'm going to make sure Greater Angular pay for my cabin. Oh my good luck with that yeah, one, mate. Yeah, good luck. It's midnight. 
good luck. <laughs> so everyone was giving him a lot of stick for being an absolute idiot. Oh. Just He was screaming in this driver's ear. And I was like, mate, it's not the driver's fault. Was he on his own, this bloke? Yeah, oh, on his own. God. Had he been to the football? Or? Uh, no, I don't oh. know who he was. He's just some <laughs> random old idiot. boy. Um, and then when it, when the bus pulled into Chumpsford, he stormed off and like <laughs> ran off to the cab rank. And like everyone like patted the driver was like, oh, what a mate, what a mate. <laughs> oh, Ingate's so next, is it? Ingate's so next. <laughs> That so yeah, that 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 bloke was my oh, loser of the week. Nice, that's good. That is a shocker. Imagine, oh god, imagine he, he just woke up in Chelmsford. Oh, terrible, terrible. My loser of the week is football related, and it's Southampton. Uh, Leeds beat top of the table Leicester Friday night. Ipswich won at home um, against Birmingham, but Southampton lost at home to a struggling Millwall. Uh, who had lost, Mill had lost six in their last seven and only one draw. Southampton now four, five points of Leeds and Ipswich, but Leeds in second, obviously due to goal difference. So Southampton, Callum Dor, if you're listening, <laughs> losers of the week. Right, to wrap up, the Champions League round of 16 first leg fixtures were completed last week. But who is the youngest player ever to score a Champions League hat-trick? How did Griff get his first time? That's impressive. Okay. <coughs> Youngest player, Champions League hat trick. Mbappe? Nope. Wayne Rooney? No. Alright, last wild stab in the dark. Cristiano Ronaldo. No. I'll give you a clue. Nine, nine, late 90s, early 2000s era. Like he's pomp. Messi? Late 90s? Messi probably won't have been Sorry, I've lost my head. Late 90s? That's awful. I'd turn off if I was listening. Hang on. Okay. Like, this is, but it doesn't... And he's pomp when he's the youngest player to ever score. But that's like his pomp era. Mm. He scored the hat trick in 1995. But his pomp era is like early 2000s. Mm. Oh, I, I, don't, I literally don't know. Couldn't. couldn't couldn't even Spanish. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing. I have nothing in my head right now. <laughs> team? Can you give me a team? Madrid. Yeah, Real Madrid. Spanish. Mad- God. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I'm winless. Losing a head loss. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the messy stuff. Just might as well be rolling around Chelsea right now. Raúl. Ah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> Raul scored a hat trick for for Real Madrid against Ferrovacaros. Griff definitely googled it as well. Right, aged eighteen years old and one hundred and fourteen on October the eighteenth, nineteen ninety five. Well, mate. Raul. Right, that wraps up another episode. Episode eighty five. I think we've just about sorted out the audio on this one. Yeah. I th- I th- 
think we've Although I th- I'm hoping I press microphone two. I was, I was thinking halfway through, if I press that one, oh. I, I press the other <laughs> one. So uh, it would it would sound like we're in a fishbowl if it was. I'm pretty sure I setting. did, but we will we will see, and hopefully we did. But again, no, thank you everyone for who's listening and listens to the the quick radio yes, interview we had as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So no, thank you for all your kind messages about that and mm. the the shares on Instagram and the messages we've had and the interaction on some of the posts and whatnot. Mm. And we'll be posting this out tonight with a Who Am I, probably Team of the Week, some more predictions and, and whatnot. Yeah, and if you're listening and you heard us on the radio and you've come over from then and this is your first episode, then thank you very much. Like Tate said, this is our 85th. But yeah, always welcome new listeners and people that interact and send us stuff, whatever. So yeah, yeah thank perfect. you. And we'd like to sign off as, all, as always. Sorry. Stay loyal. Stay loyal. Stay loyal.